0: Hi everybody, Courage to Change, November 16th. For a long time I tried to let go and let God, but I couldn't seem to do it. I needed to find a concrete way to let go. I heard someone shared a meeting that she pictured her loved ones on a beautiful ocean beach basking in the light of a higher power. Alanon has taught me to take what I like and leave the rest. I couldn't relate to the beach scene, but I did find comfort in the general idea. Once again, the experience, strength, and hope of another Al-Anon member led me to find my own personalized answer. I now envision wrapping my loved ones in the kind of blanket that I think they'd like. A down comforter, an army blanket, a patchwork quilt, and gently handing them to my higher power. I find it important to be very specific. After all, my fears and worries are specific. With a clear picture of my loved ones in my higher power's care, I am much more able to truly let go and let God. Today's reminder, when I'm anxious about other people, I need my higher power's help. Fighting with fear often strengthens its hold over over me, but turning my loved ones over to God can free us all. Well, I like this reading and there's like, gosh, I've got a few different ideas for you, okay? Because this reading is right. One thing works for one person, it doesn't work for everybody. And uh, I have learned to come at this thing a few different ways. Um, I'm big into visualization. I have found it very helpful for me. At first I didn't. I thought it was stupid. (laughs) I guess when you get desperate, you'll try anything, right? So here's some ideas for you. First thing, one of my tools for codependency, and you hear me talk about it a lot. I don't just talk about it with codependency. I talk about it in general. When I talk to children, small children, Or their parents. I I teach this concept with children because it's very, they get it. I do it with alcoholics and addicts. I do it with people with mental health issues. I do it with codependents. Um, You know, you name it. This works for everybody. I think this should be taught in school. And I know it sounds funny, but I think that's what makes your mind receptive to it. Okay. So don't laugh. It's that I say it all the time and I posted on my social media, stay in your own hula hoop. Okay, so if you can imagine, again, close your eyes, and imagine a hula hoop, and you're holding a hula hoop around you, and, and what, you got a, like a foot between you and the hula hoop, so there's this nice little distance around you. That I like to keep all the time. I like to keep that concept in my mind when I'm in the grocery store, wherever I'm at, that's my safe space. That's my space. If someone gets in my hula hoop, I get upset. <laughs> I get uncomfortable, right? And not just physically, I mean, physically, yes. If someone gets too close to me, I'm like, whoa, you know, back up. Um, but this idea of getting in my business, you know? Now, the problem isn't always about my hula hoop. It's me getting into other people's hula hoop. See, other people in my life have hula hoops. That's why kids really love this analogy because if you can teach this to them, mommy has a hula hoop, daddy has a hula hoop, you have a hula hoop. So when daddy's in a bad mood, he's in his hula hoop. Stay out of it, right? It's got nothing to do with you. Don't. It, it kind of stops you from bringing, taking on other people's stuff. So when I first got um, into recovery, they taught me this analogy. Maybe it was before then. I went to a seminar and they taught me about a bubble, which is the same thing as the hula hoop, right? It's like a bubble, a cocoon around you. And this is a membrane. And you get to decide what goes out through the membrane and what comes in through the membrane, right? And if you don't want it coming in, it hits the membrane and bounces off, right? you have the control valves of how dense or how firm it is, right? And it really gives you a sense of, like you're not just exposed (laughs) to everybody's shit, right? And you don't have to spew your shit onto everybody else. So I love those. Those analogies just came to my mind when I read this. So the analogy about, giving someone to God. Okay. I have someone in my life that I have to, and this is not something you do once and it's done. It's something sometimes you have to do a few times. Sometimes I do it every day. I have to let this person go every day. You know, it's just one of those things. It's just, you know, the love is so, you know, it's it, when it's a child, it's, it's, uh, it's continuum. It doesn't stop where if you break up with someone or you get divorced, eventually you forget about it. <laughs> Or you don't forget about it. You know what I mean? You get over it. But with a kid, you don't do that. Or a parent. So, this analogy was something my nephew, who is a... Um, I wouldn't say he's a Buddhist monk, but he's a Buddhist monk. And he's been to um, India. And I don't know if I should even say he's a Buddhist monk. I don't know if he's a Buddhist monk. He's the most spiritual guy I know. How's that? This guy is like... You know, and I don't really know what his one-on-one is with Buddha or anything. (laughs) I don't know why I even said that. And I don't want to start this over. So forget what I said. Spiritual guy. Been to India. Done all this work on himself. Really has this insight and this peace and this oneness with the the universe. Okay? That's what I want to say. And he's definitely not a monk. I know (laughs) Anyway, sorry, Uh, I'm trying to see how I can back up from that whole statement um, without starting over. Anyway, he told me once, he said, you know, Aunt Karen, this is what I want you to do. I want you to get real still in a meditative state, whether you're laying down or you're sitting down. And I want you to close your eyes and I want you to imagine a cord, like an umbilical cord is what I thought of. a cord, a a rope, a tether to that person. And no matter where you're at in the world, you have this connection with them, right? And he said, I want you to really honor that and really think about it. And then I want you to visualize yourself, you know, taking some scissors and cutting that cord. And I was hesitant i thought i'm not sure i want to do that you know this person needs me and i love them more than anything i don't want to do that and um i was desperate you know desperation is interesting it gets you to do things you never thought you would do so i did it and i laid down and i did it and i visualized it and i kind of held the thought for a while about this cord and Then it came the moment to take the the scissors and cut the cord and I could not do it. And I just started crying and crying and I must've cried. I mean, it felt like two hours. I just sat and cried and then I finally did it. And there was a sense of letting go. There was a sense of giving this to God, you know, um, that worked for me and I do it often. It the, the cord regrows, <laughs> so I have to do that often. Now, the other thing that I have done that has been really helpful is when I have things that are really hard to let go of, whether it's jobs, decisions, people, things like that. I'll write them on a piece of paper, right? I'll write it down on a piece of paper and I'll fold it up and I'll stick it in my, my al on book or my big book Uh, I don't know where my Bible is, but you get the idea. Um, Or you can make a God box and put it right in the God box. A God box has no, it's not like a piggy bank with the thing on the bottom where you can take it back out. It's in there. It's done. You're not getting it out again. Okay. So those ideas really do work. And I don't think it's because of some mystical, magical voodoo stuff. No, I think it's, the willingness. Again, it's the willingness to let something go. Like I'm going to ceremonial, make an, ceremonially make an effort to give this to something besides me. I can't do it. I am powerless over this particular thing and I'm going to let it go. And I don't know, you could figure out something if you live by the ocean, you could put it, In a bottle and throw it out into the ocean. You could, you know, there's a a bunch of different ways. You have to find what's good for you, but it has to be some kind of a a thing that you're telling yourself, I am letting this go. I have no power over this and I'm gonna let it go. Um, some people do it with like, you know, um, you know, I don't want to tell you start a fire, but like bonfires or, you know, they'll write it down and throw it in the, in the campfire. Um, all these different things that you can do. I'm, I think I'm in someone's way. And, uh, you know, there's all these things that you can do. I love recording in my car. I just, I just love it. Um, so anyway, I like the reading. Thank you for, for listening. I got kind of off track there a little bit, but I've, I I like this topic and I like doing things that have action to them. It feels like I'm moving forward. I love you all. Thanks.